Hi, and welcome to another episode of What's the Worst That Could Happen. I'm your host, Sarah Gould, and my co-host with me is Dr. Russ Birdsell. Russ, how are you doing today? So good. So good. So good. Uh, Today's episode is episode four, Embrace the Suck. We both decided on our list of episode topics that this one would be the most relevant and meaningful right now. Hell yes, right now especially. (laughs) Why does it seem like when things are going crazy in my life, they're going crazy in your life too, even though we live completely different lives? I feel like that's the, um, you know, opposites don't attract in this case. I feel like it's, I don't know, because it's always nice. Like when you sent me the text and you were like, hey, thanks for the conversation. I was like, yeah, no, it's nice having somebody that's like going through the same bullshit mm-hmm. that you're going through because mm-hmm. it's not easy. So I feel like those, I don't know. I feel like the universe just brings that together. Like if you're going to have a shitty time, let me bring you some people so you guys can talk about your shitty time and no better person than Sarah Gould to talk about shitty times with because we actually Thank have- you productive conversations about shitty times as opposed to just complaining. You know what I mean? I know. And I think we also help each other get out of the funk too that we get into. For sure. And I, what's funny is when I have those really low, low days, it's like I attribute it to two things. 50% of it is physical pain. Cause I have such chronic pain with my ankle and my knee. And I know you've been struggling with your back. And then the other 50% is like the nature of having an entrepreneurial spirit mm-hmm. where sometimes I feel like I just run so quickly and do all the things all at once. I do sometimes forget to look behind me and make sure that everyone's still like, are you good? <clears throat> right. Are you following? Cause I just get so <laughs> excited about so many things. And I know that's something that you resonate with too, where it's like, Mm -hmm. you see something and you go after it full force, no fear, do the damn thing. And I'm the same way, but it ends up, I feel like it's cyclical. It catches up with me sometimes where I'm like, oh shit, I pissed off this person. I forgot to ask this person, you know, how they feel about it, or, you know, I've let my physical health go awry and now I'm dying of leg pain, you know? So I think it's like physical and emotional, but the spirit that we have, I think is very similar, even though our occupations couldn't be more different. Oh, hundred percent. And I think the thing that, that gets it, it's funny because like, there's not a whole lot of people that can handle our type of energy, right? No. Um, not at all, because it scares the living shit out of a lot of people. <laughs> like when I'm talking to, to friends, like I think I told you the story when I was um, in chiropractic college and they were like, hey, what are you going to do after you're done with chiropractic college? And I said, uh, I'm just going to move to Colorado and open up shop. And they go, you're not going to do an associateship right. and, and learn that. And I got so I'm that type of personality where I'm like, sometimes I jump off the cliff and then I go, I wonder if there's rocks down at the bottom of this little lake I'm jumping into right in the <laughs> middle of my flight. Right. And so, and then I'll go and then I'll get that moment of, Oh shit. Like this is going to hurt really bad. Right. And then, then I'm like, Oh, well, you know, here I go. And sometimes I'll hit a rock. Right. And be like, Oh, I broke my leg. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, and it's just one of those things. Like I, I just want to start all these different things. I got all these ideas in my head 
And um, it was literally on a, I think it was on Friday last week. I was like, I'm going to start a Etsy shops at, for t-shirts. I'm like, I'm just going to, you know, just for fun. <laughs> right. So what did I do? I did it. Right. And so I've designed like 15 shirts. And let me tell you, my favorite one I just designed this morning at oh my God. 30 in the morning. Get ready. Is, is ninja turtles, like turds. They're like the poop things with the ninja Stop. turtle stuff. It's so good. It's so good. It's my favorite shirt. Right. But, but it's like you have so much energy. You have to have all these different avenues to get it out or mm -hmm. you'll go crazy. Yeah. And people are like, Hence you're ADHD. The 430, yeah. 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 But I'm like, yeah. I'm not ADHD. I'm just a dude that's very high energy, yes. which is why, which is why I really like to, you know, speak in public and, you know, train and do all these things that really help me kind of, you know, do things. Right. I think that's the same way with you when you're doing all these consultations and you're doing all this coaching stuff, you're like, let me give you some of my energy. Cause I got some to spare. Right. But then going, going back kind of more on topic here with the embrace the suck is, is where I think about, you know, when I'm thinking, okay, I'm in the middle of falling. And then I'm thinking there might be a rock at the bottom of this lake that I hit. So I'm, that's where I go. Okay. I'm going to embrace the suck. Right. Um, and just see what it does. But you know, when, what do you, when we got the pain that we've got, like with your knee, right. It's just one of those things where it's like, you go into this, place that people like us with the high energy and like the always like just having fun like life is fun you get in those moments in those dark spaces and you go I can't have fun anymore and then for me it was this sucks I am not going to live my life like this I can't live my life like this and then you go into these dark corners and whatever else and and uh I think it's one of those things where you just have to embrace the fact that this is where you are. And so when people are in these really shitty situations, there's always a way out, regardless of what you think. You just got to embrace the shit part of it. All. Yeah. I feel like what happens to me is because I have this like magnetic energy and personality when people are around me. And I know that that's a natural gift and talent for me. Living with chronic pain is really this like very private thing I deal with because I'm always on, I'm always like people rely on me to be positive and outgoing and a problem solver. And so that's why I think my pain just is so difficult to manage sometimes because people don't expect the sad and hurting version of Sarah Gould to show up. And yet here we are the past couple of days, it's been extremely rough to get around and even clean the house and go to target. It's just pain. And that's not normally how I identify myself and how other people identify myself. And so I see it because I'm such a go-getter as this is weakness mm -hmm. and this is a bad part of me and I don't want to show people. So I crawl in this little like depression hole and like, raccoon in my kitchen and just eat all the things and do all the things I shouldn't be doing to try and like self-soothe. But in the end, it only ends up hurting me. And I think that mindset of like, I've got to embrace the suck that yes, most of the time I am showing up for people and myself in a really like light hearted, 
charismatic manner, but there is another side of me that I have to allow to come out sometimes, which is you've got pain and you have to learn to live with this pain effectively and stop hiding away when you have really bad days, which is why like, I wanted to cancel my appointment with you so badly the other day because I was just in such a shit way. And that's why I opened up to you and said, listen, like I'm really struggling because normally I won't share that with anybody. But I think Mm -hmm. because you and I are so similar, I felt like I could be vulnerable and be like, this shit sucks right now. Yeah. And just to learn that we're both going through the same suck Mm -hmm. right now at the same time. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. And and that's where I am, right? Like the pain in my back is relatively mild now, right? So that's super improved, but it's the it's the fucking tingling. It's the wool pants that I'm yes. talking about. Okay, right? so you have to explain, like I asked him the other day, what does it feel like, the pain? And he said, wool pants, like, but not wearing underwear wool pants. So if you can yeah. picture that, that makes me cringe and I don't <sighs> even have that pain. And now I've been trying to figure out how to describe it because pins and needles isn't what it is. You know, it's literally that where I feel like I'm wearing those wool pants. Only these things oh. are stuck to me, right? Like, you know, and it's the thing. And, and the the hard part about it was, um, you know, it's just one of those things where it's just never ending. And I'm like, am I ever going to get out of this? Am I ever going to be like normal? Am I ever going to get back to normal? Mm-hmm. Or is this life? Is this how I am forever? Right. And, uh, you know, and so I called up the lady that read my MRI and I said, listen, there's gotta be something else. And she goes, well, let me look at the pictures again. So she goes over them again with me. She goes, there's nothing like, there's nothing that warrants me to go deeper with an MRI. She goes, so keep doing the soft tissue work and eventually things will work out. You just have to kind of embrace where you're at right now. And that's when I went, fine, <laughs> I'll embrace the suck right now. Right. And it's, and it's hard, you know, you know, I love my wife, like mm-hmm. she's great. Right. And, and everyone and being married, sometimes you just want to throw each other through the wall. Right. Mm-hmm. Every once in a while where you just get upset. Right. And so I think my wife said her wits end about my pain. Um, and she said something to me that went, that d- just made me go, well, fuck you. Right. Mm-hmm. She said, it's, it's too much of a distraction for you. And I'm like, I'm sitting there in my head going, well, no shit. I can't do my <laughs> job. I can't do, I can't I've been do the working stuff with wool pants on. Yeah. yeah. No shit. At least you can take your wool pants off. So, so she, you know, and that pissed me off. Like that, that put me in a really like pissed off mood. Right. And I was like, well, you know what? Fuck you then. Right. Cause I'm tired of, you know, if I could take this away, I would do it in a heartbeat. Right. So I had to look at it from her perspective, you know, yeah. cause it's, it's hard when I'm, when I'm sitting here going through it and going, how dare you. Right. But at the same time, it's like, yeah, I'm, I don't do much. You know, I do more now that I'm not in pain, but when I'm, yeah, you know, when I was in pain, it was like, I never did anything because I couldn't freaking move because I'm doing all this stuff at work all day long in pain. And like you saw, like, like you said, it was like, I'm on all the time and I can't be off. And so when People, I got patients coming in, yeah. 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 I think you can't show them that. What I think happens as you're talking about this is I think 
personalities like ours, when we are not okay, whether it be pain or having a bad mental, like when we're in the suck, people don't know what to say or do around us because that's not typically how we show up for them. I feel like our clouds are darker. They don't know how to show up for us because they're like, wait, if the sunshine of the room is not okay, uh, I don't know what to do. (laughs) (laughs) Is the world ending? What's happening? And so it's almost like, yeah, it's like the extremes of like, we have this like vibrancy, but then when it's dark, it's really dark. When it's sucky, it's really sucky. So it's like these extreme circumstances that if we don't choose to embrace it, what I think it will do is it'll allow that dark time of, you know, pain or, or mental health stuff to like capture the glowing energy that we have and then it consumes it so easily so it's like a Mm -hmm. it's a true yin and yang that I feel like I'm constantly battling and I want so badly for the pain to go away and I think my mindset needs to be I know that I have to live with a certain amount of pain for the rest of my life because of my accident but managing it well and not allowing it to consume me is what I am not doing well you know right now it's it's funny because there's a couple things that changed in my life over just the last week, right? That that made me go, everything's gonna be fine. Like this sucks. Like I'm embracing the suck. I'm embracing the crap that comes in. But I'm like sitting there, and so you know, I like to do stuff that's stupid hard or that most people don't want to do. Yes. Um, like ice baths and stuff, right? Yes. So I talked to my buddy who we're gonna have on the show. Um uh, so on the excited. podcast very soon. Um I I, I texted him and I said, Look, man, tell me about contrast therapy. I was like, tell me about it. What do I need to do? And I was like, I don't have I don't have a cold tub, I just got my bathtub. And I said, I don't have a sauna, I just got my shower. And he's like, seven minutes in the cold tub, seven minutes in the shower, three minutes back in the cold tub, you're done. And so I'm like, okay, that's fine. So I started doing that. Um, and it was, it was good. I'm like, okay, sweet. This is sweet. I like it. It's helping. Right. But then I was kind of like, okay, it's not as cold. Right. So my dumbass went and bought a 16 pound bag of ice and I put it in the tub. Oh my gosh. Normally I'm like totally down. Right. So I sit in the freaking, I just step in it and my feet start stinging because it's so cold. <laughs> And I sit there, my little nine-year-old daughter looks at me and she goes, is it cold? I was like, yeah, it's cold. And she puts her hand in there before I sit down and she goes, you're crazy. And I sat down and she, all she does, she goes, you need some comfort? And she brings over our little naked guinea pigs and she goes, here, have comfort. I was like, if these fools fall in here, they're drowning. Cause I ain't, I ain't getting them. Oh. <laughs> so anyway, so I, I only lasted about four minutes in there. Well, that's, right? uh, that's fantastic. Right. And then I jump in the shower. Um, and then I jumped back in the cold tub and um, it was just, so the first cold tub I ever had, it was, it was cry session, right? When I was done, I was like, I was like yeah. bawling my freaking eyes out, right? This time I was like beyond energized. Like I'm a high energy dude anyway, but this is like me on cocaine. 
right? I like I can't am imagine all, that. <laughs> I am all over. I don't know that I want to be around that much energy. <laughs> it's like those those shorts and those TikTok videos you see of like, oh, you want a Red Bull? Oh, you want, you know? Yes. And uh, it's that's how it was, right? Um, but then I started doing something different, which was talking to my body, right? Like not not Ooh. just complaining about my body, just talking to it and going, you're healing. Like you're healing, you're getting better. This is just some some shitty parts, but you're getting better. Like, and I and I look at my myself, or I just sit there and I close my eyes and I imagine myself standing outside myself, talking to myself, going, mm-hmm. You can't say you're not getting better. You're getting better. Like things are improving and you're going to continue to improve. Everything's going to go well. You're going to find the answers you're looking for because you're going to get guided to the people that are going to help you. And and that's that's how I've been doing it. And whether it's working or not, I don't know. But all I know is that I am I am finding different things that I can do to help, right? And I thank you for all the support that you've given me during this whole shit show of mine. But then it's, it's you know, my buddy, Dr. Call, you know, my other buddy, Dr. Schuster, those guys helping me out, you know, just being there, right? And so it's one of those things where I'm like, I can't not see that once once I embrace the suck, the suck stops happening because you've now stopped fighting all the shitty stuff that's going on in your life and you've just accepted. So now you can put your energy towards the non-suck and that's when everything starts to fall into place, hmm. right? So what I've noticed in my life is when I start to put out to the universe, you know, like, you know, if I'm having a bad week in business, like, oh, I'm just, everything's, you know, the patients are down. We don't have this going on. We don't have that going on. We have this. Then I have more of that's not happening mm-hmm. happen, yeah. right? I have more of that negative shit that happens. And so when I've just decided to go, you know what? You have talked to a radiologist. You've had two radiologists read your, your MRIs. Both of them had said there's nothing that is warranting any more work or any more diving. So move forward. And so I looked at myself in the mirror, and I've got that that quote from uh, Les Brown that's written on top of my mirror that says, no, no matter how bad it is or how bad it gets, I'm going to make it. Like, it's on my mirror. And I just read that sucker like, you know, it steams up in the shower, so I don't ever read it. But this time it didn't steam up. And I looked up, you know, and I went, yeah, no, I'm going to make it. And I and I told myself, I was like, okay, you're in this spot right now. But, you know, pain, pain isn't here to stay, right? Like pain has come to pass, right? Like it, it will pass. Mm-hmm. It's just a matter of figuring out what it takes, right? So certain things are joint replacement that helps the pain. Certain things are, you know, constant, deliberate effort towards exercise to get rid of the pain. You know, some things are, you know, just continued therapy on the daily with stuff like me and my stretching routine and and all this kind of stuff. Like my stretching routine is stupid that I have to do, right? Like I'm going to be able to eat my own toes by the time I'm done with this thing, right? And so it's just but I have to do it. And I've embraced the fact that I'm in this place now, but I'm not here to stay. Like this is the hotel, the pain hotel. And I'm going to check out of this bitch later. I love that. And, you know, when I think about your analogy, you know, around embracing it and accepting it, I've dealt with like generalized anxiety disorder most of my life. And I remember a therapist very early on 
telling me that you can't pretend like you can't make the anxiety go away. It'll always be a part of you. You're an anxious person, right? And because what I, my approach before was I have to get rid of my anxiety rather than looking at it as fuel and rather than looking at it as like acknowledging the anxiety and accepting it, that this is a part of who I am. It's how I operate. The minute I began to like accept that I get anxious, I started being able to control it and manipulate it into a way that actually propelled me into success. My anxiety is the reason I was able to finish my doctorate. My anxiety is the reason I was able to open my own successful business. Like, so the more we're talking about this, the more I'm thinking if I could do that with this big, ugly thing that I called anxiety for 25 years, I think I need to do the same thing with the pain. It's like, it's there to show us something. It's there to teach us something, even though we want to just give it the middle finger and walk out the door and forget about it. We do. I, I like what you said. You said it, whether it's through like crazy routines of daily commitment to it, or if it's like some kind of surgical intervention, but it's choosing to not ignore it. It's choosing to embrace it and realize that this is a part of your life. You can't ignore it. Cause I think yeah. what I do is I ignore it and try and just keep like moving on, but then it's like trailing behind me, like a ball that just keeps coming at me. I need to pick the ball up and go with it. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. And we're yeah. here because we ignored these things years ago. Oh, right. Like 1000%. Yeah. Like we've got, things where it's like oh well my back is twingy no big deal or oh i gotta lose some weight no big deal like it'll be fine i'm still young whatever else and then it's just man then there's that one day and you're like well this sucks right and you can't do anything you know and that's that's where i was for a while but yeah i think your anxiety thing is pretty legit like use that as something and direct that anxiety and towards something that's yeah. different, right? Something that's more productive because I see a lot of people and I call them poor functioning anxiety people, right? Um, as opposed to the high functioning anxiety people, right? Like I consider you a high functioning anxiety person because yeah, you've got anxiety, but you're putting that into a different situation. And for me, I've got anxiety towards like health stuff, right? Because my dad's diabetic and I'm like, I don't want diabetes. And I don't want to have, you know, like my, my grandpa had a tumor and I was like, I don't want a tumor. You know, I don't, you know, all these things. And he died from his stuff and my dad, diabetes is going to take him out. It's just what's going to happen. Right. Cause it took him so long to take it serious. And so I've got anxiety over health stuff. So if I get a ringing in my ear, I go into a, uh, an anxiety attack, panic attack. Right. Mm -hmm. Or if I have something else that's going wrong in my system, I immediately think I'm dying. Right. And I, I used to be a hypochondriac where everything was. Oh yeah. Me too cancer or something right mm -hmm. and it's just it's putting that into something i think that's why i i love talking in front of people because i can take my anxiety and just yes. put it into repurpose it yeah put it into my you know because i'm a goofy ass dude yes, like i right. like to joke i like to have fun mm -hmm. and when i'm up on stage talking and like i told you last night i got invited to talk at this festival in las vegas in I'm january and i'm so excited I'm for so you freaking stoked it's not even so funny excited and there's gonna be 500 people you know three or four or yeah 500 people 
Yeah. You know, and I'm going to be up there, you know, with some big names. And yeah, am I freaked out? Yes, I'm freaked out, man. You got, <laughs> you've got some really big names. You're going to be there. And I'm just honored to be a part of that. Right. And then I can sit there and run my mouth. But I just I I get so energized when I'm up there talking, you know, and doing my thing, you know, as long as I'm prepared enough, you know. But I think that's what a lot of people don't do is they they get crippled by their anxiety or they mm -hmm. they turn to other things to suppress or cope with anxiety. And I think, yes, I think coping is a problem and suppression is a problem. I think we need to, you know, if you're if you're smoking, you know, weed to get rid of anxiety every single night or taking edibles every single night to get rid of anxiety or you're having you're having a drink to get rid of anxiety, those things right there. It, that's that's toxic patterns that are never going to go well because you're not like what you did is embrace your anxiety and turn that into something else. So, and, and that's a crippling thing that I see in people that are low functioning anxiety. Right. It's and very hard. Cripple. It's very hard to get there. And one of the things I had to do was what you just described earlier in our talk, which was, I have to literally talk to myself and like, remove myself from my body as if I'm staring at myself and say, you are not your anxiety. Your mm -hmm. anxiety is part of you, but you are not your anxiety. Just like you are not your pain. Your pain is part of you, which gives me control and dominance over pain and anxiety and helps me manage it more effectively. But I think honestly, until this conversation that we're having, I did not apply the concept of my anxiety and the success I've had there with my anxiety or with my pain and the way I feel. I've not, I mean, that's now what I'm going to state publicly that I need to do is take the same mechanisms that I used for anxiety. I need to use it with my pain because I just and keep trying to ignore it. And that's yeah, and not, it's not going to go away. We, we need to take a different, different stance, right? We, right. We're used to Western medicine, right? Where it's totally. take a pill, take a shot, you know, get cut open, fix this stuff, fix that stuff. Yep. You know, it, that instant gratification, that instant fix. Right. And, you know, the body isn't, you know, nine times out of 10 is it, it isn't an instant thing, right? When you have pain. And I think people just get overwhelmed because they're so used to popping a pain pill and it, the pain goes away, right? Mm -hmm. But then when you pop a pain pill and the pain doesn't go away and you go, oh shit, I'll take another pain pill. And then you you start getting anxiety. Oh shit, well, I can't have more than these pain pills that I had. So now I got to go to the doctor, right? And I think people need to, they need to be patient with themselves and their body. I am not a patient with myself kind of a guy, right? Mm -hmm. Because I'm used to going hard at everything I do. And now this has made me slow down, right? And and I hate slowing down. Like everybody that that's slower. It. Yeah, yes. everybody that's slower than me is passing me. And I'm going, yes. what the hell is happening, right? And it drives me absolutely batshit crazy. Because I want to I want to keep going at a million miles an hour, which is which is probably why my wife is freaking out because she's going, why are you going so slow? Normally I have to try to run to keep up with you. Right. And now she's going, well, shit. And then she goes into freaking panic mode because if I'm not doing so well, then she's going to start panicking. Right. Yeah. So I just, what I've learned is that 
everything happens for a reason, right? The universe is telling me to slow down. The universe is telling me, hey, try to try to take a look at the scenery while you still have it, right? So slow down, take a minute, reassess your life, realign your life, figure out where you need to be, and then start moving in that direction. Because I don't know, if I kept running a million miles an hour, maybe the, the last stop is a brick wall, right? And then well, I go, well... The other thing I feel like this has taught you and it's taught me because we don't listen very well is not just to slow down, but it's okay to rely on other people because you and I are very much like, I'll do it myself. I want control. Like that's just, you know, let me go. I don't need help. Whereas like this forces us to say, no, I'm tapping out. I need help. Whether it be through our medical professional friends, whether it be through friends and family, but we have had to ask for help. And that's normally something we don't like to do, but there should be a lesson in that for us that we're constantly in service and helping other people. Like we need to be able to slow down enough to say like, in your case, Schuster, dude, I'm tapping out. I need help. And he's showing up for you. And then people right. start to show up for you in ways that you're like, oh, I didn't even know I needed that, you know? And it's so good because I think back when this whole thing started, right? I was like, I feel like I need to get a massage. So I call a massage therapist up. She's like, sure, we'll get in there. She did some half-ass work. You know, and normally she's like on the ball, right? Like she treats a lot of high-end athletes. And I was like, the hell was that, you know? And so I'm like, I got a weird vibe offer. And I was like, okay, what happened? And to me, that was just, she wasn't the one for what I currently have going right, on. Right. right. And so then I call up another one and same thing happened. And I'm like, what the hell? And then I was talking to a colleague of mine and she's like, Hey, you need to go talk to John. And I was like, shit, I forgot all about John. And so I go and I call John. I'm like, dude, I need you to, you know, I need to come in. And he's like, yeah, we'll get you in right now. He got me in the next day. Right. And I go in there and I tell him what's going on. He goes, okay, let's dive in. And I was like, I found my guy. Like I found mm-hmm. my guy, mm-hmm. like this is the guy. Right. You know? And, and so I feel like once we slow down, we can listen to the direction that we're being told to go to find these people. Right. And you're right. It is hard for me to go, Hey, I need your help because mostly it's like, nope. Cause I'm the guy that when I, when I used to move furniture, I'm carrying a sofa on my shoulder on one side and I'm carrying a freaking mattress in my hand on the other side and I'm running in houses, right? Because that's just what I did mm-hmm. and I didn't need anybody's help. And then when I was moving stuff and people were like, hey, let me grab the end of the couch. I'm like, just stop. You're going to make this a lot more difficult. Just let me throw this couch up on my shoulder. I'm going to take it myself. We're good to go. Right. Yeah. And that's what I did. And so there's just all these things that you look back on it now and you go, man, if I kept running at this full speed, I never would have remembered John. And I've sent so many people, this guy, my acupuncturist, I got two acupuncturists and they're freaking phenomenal. Yeah, it's like you One forget. One for more of the Zen reconnection. And yeah. yeah, yeah, you forget your people, right? And so it's well, been, it's been great because now I'm getting patients in the same boat and I'm sending them and that's mm-hmm. it. So you know, as we start to wrap up this episode, I think my biggest takeaways from embracing the suck, like when I think about that concept, the couple of things that I think about is 
embracing the suck has allowed me to physically and emotionally slow down because it's something that I never do. And in that stillness, I've been able to practice my breathing. I've been able to meditate. I've been practicing the ice baths. I planted my flowers a lot earlier this year. So there are certain things I have done because I had the absence of being able to physically do it. The other part of embracing the suck that I've learned to do is that it is okay for me to ask for help from other people because I suck at that. And so being vulnerable and asking for help, it's taught me to do that. And the third thing, and I think this resonates with you as a, as a chiropractor is like, I've developed a lot of empathy for people who are physically struggling. And so in the past, when I would go in the store and I'd see people on those little scooters and stuff, I'd be like, man, that sucks for them, you know? Mm -hmm. And now I'm like, no, I get it. I understand what that's like. And so it's like created a lot more empathy and connection to a population of people that before I was more like dismissive of it or just kind of had sympathy for, whereas I feel like it's provided empathy because guess what? Sometimes I have to use those carts too, and it doesn't make me a bad person and it doesn't, you know what I'm saying? So Mm -hmm. I think it's taught me some lessons about myself that it took this extreme situation to make me see. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think to your point, I would have just hit a brick wall and fallen down. Yeah. And I think right there, it's taught you a lot of humility. Like it's taught me a lot of humility. Yes. That's a good way of saying humility. Right. Uh I think the biggest thing for me is when you embrace the suck, everybody, it, it, what it's done for me is it's made me find what everybody strives for is balance. Right. It makes me find balance in my life. Right. I still have certain aspects of my life that need a little bit more balancing, but it's it's really made me sit down uh, um, and just kind of balance my life out, balance my, my mental state, balance everything out. And that's 430 in the morning, waking up every day. And the reason why and everyone's like, well, what time do you go to bed? I was like, sometimes I go to bed at 10. Sometimes I go to bed at 11. Sometimes I go to bed at nine o'clock. Right. But I said, the reason why I like it so much is because it is absolutely quiet at 4.30 in the morning. There is no distraction. There is no nothing. Everything's quiet. There's no cars everywhere. There's no people talking. There's nothing. And so that gives me a second to sit down and just kind of rebalance my life and focus my life and have a, have a pep talk and bitch slap myself to go, you're going to be fine. Right. And so I think everybody. Did you used to be like, just kind of to show contrast did you ever used to have that practice or enjoy silence before this oh never no never like anytime i did anything everyone's like oh you need to do quiet time i'm like fuck your quiet time like i got shit to do like i don't got time to sit down and do nothing and sit there and listen to myself breathe and my stomach gurgle because i'm freaking hungry like i don't got time for that shit and then I, then this happened and and the universe was like yeah you got time for that shit now don't you Right. And so that's, that's where I'm at is, um, you know, I, I tell my wife all the time, I was like, you just need shut up time. That's what you need is just sit there and just shut up and listen. Right. She goes, what am I listening for? I was like, you're listening for whatever comes up, whether you hear it or feel it, it doesn't matter. Right. 
you know, and I, it's funny, and this is stupid and I'll end on this, but, um, you know, I don't know if people believe in crystals. I don't, you know, some people do, some people don't, I don't know where your stance is on crystals and I have crystals all, all over stuff. my house. Right. So we went to this Tibet something in Boulder. Oh yeah. Right on off Pearl of street, Pearl street. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So good. Right. And so I got my so little good. guy, everything else. Right. Yeah, um, you did. But it's so funny. Cause I sat there and my wife was like, you should get this one. You should get this necklace, you know? And I settled on this, um, the snowflake onyx, right? Because it's just a very empowering thing. Right. But it was really funny. Cause she's like, you should get this and this and this. She goes, I really like this one. I was like, that's cause it's talking to you, not me. Mm-hmm. Right. And she goes, what do you mean? And I said, just you, you go through and you figure out which one's for you. Right. And so then I go through and I look at all of them, right. There's like a hundred of them looking at all of them. And I, I listen and I feel for where I feel this one hit me. And this one hit me center chest, heart space, just made it like tickle, right? Kind of like in a little adrenaline thing. None of the other ones hit it. So that's what I said. Okay, well, this one's for me. This is what I'm going to do. I'm going to mm-hmm. put this one around my neck and do whatever else. Um, and that's what that's what I try to tell people is that you need to find out when you're trying to find balance and you're trying to find out what works for you, what doesn't work for you. You got to figure out where you feel it. Right. If it's in your head space, it's not where you need to be. Like everything comes out of love and comes out of your heart. Right. If you overthink, because I'm I'm a chronic overthinker, always have been. And I'm doing this has made me really focus on getting more into the heart fields as opposed to the brain fields. Mm. Because the brain will tell me I'm dying of cancer, but my heart will be like, shut up and just freaking relax for a minute. Right. <laughs> and so that's where I think people need to establish that difference. Right. Get out of your brain and get into your heart and really feel it right? Find that, that feeling, whether it's a tickle, whether it's, you know, butterflies, whether it's, you know, an adrenaline rush, whether, whatever it is, if you feel it in your heart space, that's where you need to go. Right? Like, so for me doing like this t-shirt business, that's literally was not a brain thing. It was more of a heart because it was just fun sounding. It just Mm -hmm. sounded fun. And, Mm -hmm. and, and I'm like, why not? Like, who cares? So I, I feel like anyone who wants to embrace the suck and find that balance, you got to figure out how to get out of your mind, right? And and get That's into your heart. Point. That's so. I think people, you know, your your crystal thing is is also like why nature is so powerful is really listen when you're in nature. You know, we have the gift of the Rocky Mountains here in Colorado, but even just going up to the mountains for a drive and you know parking on the side of the road where there's a river and just being and listening, like what calls to your attention? What makes you happy? What are the details you see? Like pausing long enough to embrace that, I think is where you can really get in tune with it. Cause you said you were like, you just have to feel it. And this is the one that keeps, you know, coming up for me. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Um, a last plug really quick. So, so you have an Etsy shop. Do you want to mm-hmm. tell us what your Etsy shop's name is? The Etsy, Etsy shop is called Frickin' Shirts. <laughs> Frickin, 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 like, like F R I, like frickin, frickin shirts, frickin shirts on, on, on Etsy, Etsy. <laughs> and you can get a ninja turd, turtle. Ninja t- I'll send you a picture. <laughs> it's so That's good, I can't even fantastic. tell. Fantastic. But so yeah, so if you order those, it's just gonna you're gonna know it's come from your heart. Hundred <laughs> percent. So uh, we're I'm gonna plug a challenge out, and this is gonna go out to the world. That. Sarah and I 
are going to go up into the mountains and we're going to take a cold plunge in the Colorado River up in the mountains. Oh, <laughs> that's a terrible idea. <laughs> that sounds like so much fun. Are you kidding me right now? Sitting we're going to have to bring... River? We'd have to bring Chantel along to to do the video and audio capture of that if we oh for sure if we do that yeah um, and I'll, we'll I'll need video evidence of that yeah I say we let's you know let's make it a, a little fun party day like on like oh. a Friday or something yeah okay I can embrace the suck heck yeah you can I'm so stoked I'm gonna tell you right now it's gonna be so great it's gonna happen right. this month all right till next yeah. time thanks guys. <laughs>